Hello, 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 beautiful people. We are back with another episode of Honey, It's, it's Yours. yours. Bop, 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 wow. bop, bop. As you can see, there's a lot of us. A lot, a lot, a lot of us tonight. Um, but you know, your honeys are here, and then we have some little extras. So they're going to go around from left, my left, to right, and say your names. And you know, you could give a two second, two second thing about you. Who you are. Feel free to, from. you know, drop any drops that y'all want to drop and all of that. But not, not too much, though. A two second. So I can plug it in just a little yes, bit. Just yeah, a little. Yeah. Shameless, but shameless just, plug. Like you know, two second charge. Fast. Back up. Okay, okay, respect. So my name is Malachi. Um, if you want to look me up on IG, that's Malachi the Poet. There's a period in between each of those words. Um, I'm a poet, I'm a writer, I am a black man that's just living my experience and the best thing that I can do, right, is share that love and share that beauty with everybody around me. Um, so if I want to plug it in a little bit more, um, <laughs> I got a website, growingpage.online, come check me out, listen, we're under construction, but we still building. We're going to give you all the info oh, below. Down below. It's your girl, <laughs> just Ashley, always been here, next. Great. Yeah, it's your girl, Ashley, always been here, next. Oh. Go ahead. Um, I'm Dre. Uh, Man. <laughs> it's been yeah, a while since last time. Yes, yes, I'm back. But I'm Dre. That's really it. I don't have no more. Dre with a broken and show. if you have not seen Dre before, you need to go back and watch our mid season live from season one. So stop, go back, watch it, and then come back right now. We'll wait. wait. Is it this way? We'll wait. It's crazy. It's, no, um, it doesn't matter. You can choose whatever side. Right. Actually, it's no way. I don't know yet. Quit that link. I'll do it. She don't know how to do it. I'll, I'll plug it. I know it goes in one of those corners. Y'all will see Not it. Not me. Um, hey, I'm Rianne. Hi, I'm David. <laughs> you know what? Introduce yourself you a little more. You have to say Hi, I'm David uh, Catino. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, I be singing and dancing. Follow me on Instagram. That's David Catino because that. I'm David. He's not even lying. He's singing and dancing. And as always, I'm Sarah. And I didn't say I was the name, but y'all know who I am. So, yeah. (laughs) And today we have all these beautiful black men here um, to talk about a topic, you know, I feel really dear to my heart because as a black woman, I care about, you know, black men. But as you guys always know, I always say men and women are trash. However, we are here to spread the love. So we're going to talk about some of the trash things and then some of the things that how we can spread more love to our black <laughs> Why are you saying? Look at that. This is a setup. I just want everybody to know we are set up. Oh they put God. me on a platform to trash women. The no. <laughs> and they want me to give out my Instagram. The theatric. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just being real and authentic yeah. as a black man. Okay? Yeah, so if anybody me. wants to start up with a question, go ahead. Not Honeys. Um, so right now, y'all are how old? Let's figure it out. 23. About 23. to be 24. All right. 24. Okay. 24. All right. So we're all around this. I'm the baby of the group. Let's just. Young, young. Oh, Thanks. one more thing. Are y'all single? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a setup. <laughs> all right. So we got, <laughs> he said yes. Okay. Um, okay. So currently no, right now. Watch it. In, in your phases of life, right? assess your mental health for me. Ooh. How are we doing today at a scale of 1 to 10? 10 Ooh. is being amazing, 1 is being I need help. That like, was me. I feel like, like 1 me. is too low for I need help. Like 4 got to be I need help. That's Ooh, actually lucky. a very amazing point, right? Because why we start... Starting to get, I guess the 1 is means you real down, you know? I'm saying from 1 to 10. One mm-hmm. is like you down, down bad. Down like bad. you passed and need help. Damn, I'm damn. just saying. I mean, and ten is being like I'm amazing. 
Okay. Well, I, I've been putting in um, some work on myself. I've been a lot of reflecting, a lot of thoughts. I would say I'm at like seven and a half, eight right now. Mm-hmm. A little stressed out, but that's because you know there's always stuff that stresses me out. Um, um, to be realistic, I'm like six point five, like seven. You know, I just recently got hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm a very active person, play ball. You know, work with kids, so it kind of like hinders like my progress. And like, and like, kind of like a mental way though, like. I'm not like hurt that I'm, you know, can't move, but the things I want to be doing mm-hmm. and how fast is like, you know, I got to wait, heal up. So mm-hmm. it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's a humbling time is what you're saying. Too. Facts. I feel you like, man, I feel you. I'm about that. I'm about a nine to 10. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> 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 I really do. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, so it's a new year. You know, I feel like, uh, I feel like um, this, is, this is an important year for me, you know, so like I have very high hopes for this new year. I mean, mm-hmm. not to be one of those people that you know, the New Year's new me, nothing like that. But you know, That's it's a time for we needed a, a restart. It was getting dark at the end of twenty twenty two. Nah, for like, real. Yo, I, I need some type of sunshine. You know? So wait, I have a question. So then. Dark, like four thirty. Is that like your goal for right now? No, or no, no. Like I'm, I'm pretty. Mu- I'm there right now. This is this is peak like mental health. Day so like it couldn't right get better than this. If I had therapy after this, that would be because therapy's fun. So you know, that's it. But he went on vacation for two weeks. So. That's always good. So, so David sure. actually, sorry, David touched up on a point that last year was extremely rough for a lot of people, and um, I know we lost a lot of black men left and right. We lost PNB. We lost Takeoff. We just recently lost Twitch to suicide. So I want to ask you guys, and I know we talked about these kinds of questions to ask you guys, like what, how does, how do I word this? How does that make you feel? What goes through your head when you see things like this? And how do you get yourself out of the funk? The funk. I feel like, especially with like, with like with us, especially like at our age and our generation, we scroll past things very quickly. We might even double tap it and not even really understand what we saw and read. Mm-hmm. So it's like a matter of like all these people that like, obviously we don't know them. We didn't stay. We weren't even in the same room. Right. But it's like we built that type of connection through their art. Right. Everybody was an artist in their own way. You know, like not just through music, through basketball, through dancing. It's just their them themselves were like an artist mm. so it's just a matter of like dang we lost another one and it's like it's like we like in a losing battle mm-hmm. but it's like when you know when are both parties gonna like really like lock in and really like say all right we need help we need to help others mm-hmm. you know we need to you know be more out there for people so that's really what i think about especially seeing a lot of these deaths mm. when you say both parties what do you mean by that I mean, both parties as like men and self, like men themselves mm-hmm. and everybody else. Around them, okay. Everybody around them, like men, women, you know, like no matter the relationship, we gotta keep helping each other. Like mm-hmm. that sense of community. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I, I, I like that, I like that. <laughs> I think for me personally, what's been going through my mind is just like, uh, uh, the largest part of it is that I'm kind of saddened by how desensitized I'm coming to it. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming to just this entire, it seems like it's cyclical, right? Like mm-hmm. every other week we're learning about something. I'm like, damn, for real? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, well like I, I gotta, and, and, and the part for me that really, I think sits on my mind is like, what about all those people that's around them? 
Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. All those people that are struggling that is already maybe their mental health was already in a place where it wasn't it didn't have much like foundation to it. And then you add something like this to the mix and we know a lot of these people, we know like our community's relationship to like drugs, alcohol and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I know when stuff like this happens, that's when people fall even deeper into it. So mm-hmm. then I know that the cycle of hurt just continues to keep spinning mm-hmm. and spinning. And that's what's on my mind more than anything. It's like when I hear about the person who passed, like the takeoff, for example, right? I'm like, yo, that's terrible. And the only thing I'm sitting there thinking is like, yeah, how do other two feel? How they family right. feel? How everybody with them? How are they doing right? Like, and I know like there's no way that's easy. Right. And that's what's on my mind. And I'm just like, right. how, how do, what do you do next? You know? Mm-hmm. Before, oh. No, I have nothing to say. Okay, okay. I didn't want to cut you off. Right. Yeah. Okay, because I want you guys' voice to be heard and you guys have the open space and safe space to express how you guys feel about the moment. Because I'm, I can never be a black man and know how you guys feel in a situation where you guys are seeing people that look like you constantly dying and like, or constantly falling into the cycle that you like you were saying. So where was I going with this? No, but sorry, like to add on to like what you were saying and also add to what he was saying. It's like I have like become like numb to these type of these type of like newses, where it's like even if like, people like in my community. So like even if we take it from like a point of not really seeing like celebrities. Like if I'm so like, wow, another celebrity died, another black man, male celebrity just passed away. So imagine it's like another black male from my community mm-hmm. that I seen yeah. before he was into like that, you know, into that type of life. Or I seen him walking the other day, mm-hmm. or it's like he wasn't even in those type of things, but he still got caught up in, you know? So it's like, it's such a common thing that it's just like, getting numb is like not going in like you know the right direction mm-hmm. that shouldn't be something that i'm used to yeah, yeah. You and know? that numbness is i feel like for me it's scary because it's like when are we going to wake up out of the numbness to actually like do something about it but also at the same time i feel like we have become numb to it because of how much it's been um sensationalized if that's the right word like everything's on in, like instagram you can Twitter. just quickly see what happened. Like you don't even have a chance to mm-hmm. he- read the news, hear the news from somebody else. You just already see the mm-hmm. videos, the the comments and it's like people are finding out that their family members are dying off the internet before they even get a phone exactly. call. Mm-hmm. And like it's not even like a a uh, what's called a still image of hey this person like the mm-hmm. name of the person has died. But you see the actual video of it. And it's kinda like, damn, like mm-hmm. right. there's no sense of um mourning. Not even that. Like where's your heart? Right. So do like, you feel like for the person that's dying? So no, you feel like if, stuff like that needs to be censored? Sorry. No, no but for it. sure. I feel like we should not be. If you don't see death every day, you're not gonna become so numb to it because if you see every day, it'll surprise you when you mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Like when you see before. things so regularly, you get like normalized to seeing it. That's mm-hmm. part of your regular regular routine. It becomes normal to you. But like when we censor these things, you're not used to seeing it. So when you see it, you're impacted by it. You're like moved by it. And you also feel the emotion of it because I feel like some people don't. Like they just look at the screen like, okay, scroll next. Like yeah, yeah. and then the next feel thing the is sadness. It's right. a TikTok dance right after that. Like you're completely. It's like damn, that's crazy, and you just keep going, and right. life goes on. Right. It's like you don't even take a second. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Re even said like, t- no time for mourning. You have no time to like feel your emotions, understand what the hell just happened, mm-hmm. and like go through the actual stages of grieving and understanding what just happened, whether they're famous or not. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you could still be upset if somebody famous passed away because those people do have impact in our lives. Those people made it. So, like, it's it's like a harsh 
a harsh thing that we're all going through now, but we're also like stuck in a place where we're not changing how we are. Right. We keep talking about it and not doing anything about, about it. it. Right. So like, sorry, I keep interrogating you guys, but like <laughs> genuinely, what do you think is a step forward? Like, what is the action? Like, so, for, like the community, like the community or the tribe, or like what can people around you or within yourself do? Okay. In people in general, then I'm gonna ask what. Okay. So the first question is just people in general, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I'll, I'll go with a personal anecdote. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, there was like this whole wild thing that happened. Like a person that got shot at the train station in Far Rockaway where I live. It was on my, um, and when the event actually went down, my, my younger brother was on the train cart that all the craziness was happening. He wasn't involved in it, but he was like there, right? Um, so then he comes home and he's just like, sitting down we hit we get get the news like oh the person that was on the train got shot or whatever he's just in there like that's crazy and i'm looking at him and i'm like why am i flipping out like why he not why he not losing it why he not and then i sat down i'm having a conversation with him and i'm just learning about how he's like bro this ain't this ain't nothing crazy bro like this is just one of many things that i've seen and experienced on the train and i'm sitting there like how do i because I'm like, that's not normal. normal. So like, I had to like explain to him how like, yo, you're becoming desensitized because of the amount of things that you're being exposed to. And a lot of this is not his fault. So when I'm, when you're asking about how does the community around each other, like think about that, it was for me, I feel like in that instance, it was being that person that's going to sit there and talk to you and pry those feelings out. Because a lot of the times we, like I've, it's been conditioned in me for what, I'm 23, all 23 years for the most part is like, whatever strong emotions or feelings that I have, if it's gonna get in the way of what I got to do, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. So when I'm speaking with him and I see those embers of the same thing coming about, I'm like, hold up bro, we ain't even gonna do that right now. Let's sit down. I don't even know what you was about to do. Let's sit down and talk about it. Like what's going on? Let's really get to the meat and the potatoes. And then I'm finding that in those conversations, he's starting to process and think about things. So then when he's talking to his friends and even the pieces of I'm spitting game, they might be listening or whatever. I'm just thinking like, we got to get the conversation going. That's the first step. Like, right. that's how we at least so, get to speaking on it. You know I what I'm saying? So when I hear you say that, I don't disagree with you. I guess for me as a black woman, though, I, not that it's not my place, but I feel like black men may be more respect, mm -hmm. receptive to having that conversation with another black man. Oh, for sure. Versus like with their female counterpart, just because of that same concept of not being vulnerable and emotional mm. with others like of course I have some of my male friends that I can do that with and I pray mm. that when I find my partner that we can sit and have those conversations but I also understand the like the history and the like the ideology behind being that vulnerable sensitive broken man in front of their woman so like mm -hmm. I guess for That's me yeah. where do I fit into that as a woman mm. because I like I can encourage you to have that conversation with your bro, but I feel like in that specific sense, there's not much. I, I still feel helpless in that because I don't. Of course, I'll try, but I don't see mm. my friend. Let's not even go to man yet because my husband, he better. But like my friend, like <laughs> being able to like always being that open and emotional mm. and vulnerable with me to even sit down, with, to even entertain that conversation beyond. I just want you to support me. Mm -hmm. I mean, as I go through mm -hmm. what I go through, I think right. I think to I think to answer that question is like from a real like raw perspective. Sometimes, and I don't think of it as like you know every woman, and then it's like sometimes you saying the part is like where do I come in? Sometimes your help is not always needed in that aspect. Like sometimes, like I understand you want your husband, like he better be the one to open up, like he better open up to you. So 
if he is able to show his emotion and show his like care for something, show his anger to something in different ways that you might not that might not even want, it's still him expressing himself. But it's a matter of you also get that feeling of like, oh, I want to be, you know, needed by this person. So it's like not you specifically, but one thing I've learned about like people like also trying to get to know me, sometimes it's more of a like a oh, I really just want to know your story and not really a matter of like how is like how can I make this a little better? It's always it's more of like, yo, getting to know me because I don't really speak on me. And then it's like getting to know me because like, yo, you care enough that it's like, yo, whatever is like whatever the roadblock is that's in front of you that's stopping you, how can I help and get you past it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, sometimes I feel like you just have to help where it's sometimes asked for. Like some, like some women that I've heard, like by like other experiences, I've heard that it's like, oh, they like go above and beyond, ask, like, ask their partner questions, you know, like really want to get to know them. I'm like, I feel like you just got to, you just got to go with his flow of that. So it's like, if he's not doing it at all, then you can, you know, put a little like pressure into it. Okay. But, but it's just the emphasis of like, being who you are because the same way that you are with your friends is like is not the same that's what you know sometimes i hate the topic like oh you always want to be with your friends it's less responsibility of being with my friend than be with my partner it's like different type of feelings different type of emotions so it's like being needed in a in a sense of oh you got to open up to me what if i'm able to open up to him and he might be able to explain it to you better than I can. Because you know, he might not be there, like might not be at that point to be vulnerable with you yet. It's just like, it's just different aspects of like, showing that you care and not making it about, oh, you need to open up to me. Right, it's not about me, it's about you. Yeah. I was just it's about to say. It's not about me being there for you, it's about you being, you feeling like you have a space to be mm-hmm. there. To be I yourself. Me right. opening up, period, right. that's the goal. Yes. It's not opening up to you, to, yeah. right. it's opening up, period. So. I think I think sometimes like we forget that even though we do want to be there for you guys and we do want to be supportive, we sometimes fall into the trap of making it about ourselves mm-hmm. and forgetting the fact that we have like you guys the are the priority in the picture. Right. And but I don't know if Danae was like saying that it would be about like just her. No, that's what I was saying. Like I wasn't reg- I wasn't no, no, saying it to like, what you were saying. Danae, but I like mm-hmm. she still has a point in like. How do I hold myself accountable to be there and support you as you go through things? It has nothing to do with like my feeling, Mm -hmm. like me needing to be the one. If Mm -hmm. I'm, if I know that you're getting the help with your growth, we don't got no problem. (laughs) I know that it's getting done, but there are times when it's not getting done, and there are also a lot of times, yeah, in our community where it takes us to get the ball rolling. Sometimes, Mm. how do I do that one without the overstepping, but also making sure that you guys are getting the support that you need? So. I think the answer is very simple in the, in the idea of, I'm sorry, in the fact that you just have to make sure that you're creating a safe spot for the black man that you're trying to support, you know? Mm-hmm. So whether it is someone who you have in a platonic relationship or in an um, intimate relationship, are they comfortable enough to do that? And then you have to also say, what can I do? Because some black men, it takes us a time to digest what just happened, what occurred, you mm-hmm. know? So what you could do is, you know, say y'all live together you know, like the candles around, make dinner, babe, let's sit out and talk. Like, you know, like make the space something where he feels like I can talk and I won't be judged. I can talk and figure out my thoughts with you. Cause you can do that on a platonic level and an intimate level. If I'm hanging out with my friends and we're all in, let's say the classroom talking, right? 
boom. And I feel like, yo, Jason, oh, they're not here. I'm sorry. If, if I say, hey, shout Mr. Jason. Williams, yeah, shout out Jason. Jason, my Mr. Boy. Wilson, if I say Miss Luke, like, you know, this is, this stressed me out today. This is what, what got me tight. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of creating that safe space. As long as a person feels like they're comfortable to open up to you, they will, you know? Question for you guys that are here. What does okay. the safe space look like for you? Oh, right? it's a glove. It's a different for everyone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, for, me. for you. Like, for because I know some people, they, they mm. would like it to be like a one-on-one or they like to be in a group setting where they feel like social and, you know, relaxed mm. a, a little bit. Or if it's one-on-one, you feel more comfortable with speaking to that one person by themselves. Is it going out? Is it inside? Like, what is that? Is it somebody that's not always nagging or is it somebody that you know that because I know some people don't like to open up to people that they know that they have stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep, mm-hmm. I don't want to add more to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to unload on you. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that safe space look like? What does that ideal person look like to you? Is it a, like, what does that look like? No, because I feel like I'm, I'm the type of person where, like, once we figured my stuff out, like, I mean, not to say mine is first, but I like to make it mutual. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's try, it don't got to be, dang, babe, let me check in. All right, what's going on with y'all, though? Like, what's going on with you, you my love? Or, you know, what's going on, gang? Like, let's check in because no, essentially, you know what I mean? It's just a matter of, I forgot what the original question was. What is the safe space like? Oh, yes, it's just a matter <laughs> of, you know, making sure that your friends make you comfortable and making sure that, you know, that you feel comfortable and you could be 100% yourself and yes. honest. That's a huge thing. A lot of people don't open up because, again, I'm not going to open up with a whole group in a social setting because if I don't know you, you don't need to know this exactly. side of me. You know what I mean? Exactly. But if, it, if it's my small four group of friends, six friends, then that's exactly. big. We know David is, all right, David's quiet today. Let's leave him alone. We'll ask him in the private time. You know what I mean? That's my comfort zone. With my partner, I kind of want you to mind read a little bit and just be like, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not singing, you're not singing right now. What's going on, baby? No, 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 no,
or willing to tell me that right now I can't, but we'll talk about this later. That's that's where the issue with me and the mind reading comes into play mm. because it's like, how do you expect me to respond or to react to something that I don't know about? And it's okay if you're not ready to talk about it, but you can't now be upset with me yeah. for not doing Because I feel like that's where the issue usually yeah. comes. It's yeah. like, you've never given me what I needed. Have right. you ever told me what you needed? Well, you should mm -hmm. just know. Yes, to a certain extent, it can be natural and you would like it to be natural. But when it comes to heavy hitter topics like this, long, like internalized trauma that we've all been dealing with from the time we were younger or also as we continue to grow and evolve as people, what I may have needed when we first met may mm -hmm. not, I may not, I hopefully am not the same version of me that mm -hmm. I am when you first met me. So there should be points along the way when it's just like, okay, what's happening? You're not ready to talk about this? Okay, I'm here. But right. if I don't have those little bits and pieces, it can't just be right. Danae huffing and puffing today. She must be mad. Maybe she's not mad. Maybe there's so much other stuff happening. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Honestly, I'm not. I am. Maybe I might spill it all to you. Maybe I'd be like, I don't want to right now. But that in itself, I will see and acknowledge the fact that, okay, you cared enough to, to see what's happening. Because mm -hmm. I feel like for me, in the situations I've been in, few, but it's like, you don't get me. You don't know how to talk to me. You've never been there for me. Like, I don't have an issue with you going and talking to your bro. But if I asked you and you told me you're fine. I'm taking that. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. So you're good. I'm good. But it's we're also, good. But the thing is, is sometimes it's not about the question. It's sometimes it's also the setting. Mm. It could also be the tone. It could be the manner. And like the authenticity of the question. Okay. Well, I'm, with me, I'm talking about with my friend. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. So I, think I, I don't okay. ask strangers the how they're doing. I'm no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like even, like even, even the person you with. It can even be your friend. Yeah. Even, it can even be in that situation of your friend where it's like the setting, like you said, the setting is just not right for me to mm -hmm. say how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a problem with that, but I think that's when it comes to yes or no or I can't right now, but mm -hmm. maybe later. No, nah, I get that. No, I agree. That's, That's what should thing, be communicated. Because it's just like, I agree. So, like, what do you want me to do with that? I can, I can speak on that. So, from my personal experience, I feel like I got you. I got you. Can't be knocking this down, right? I ain't, I ain't signing nothing. Um, so, from my personal experience, um, I, I feel like the the thing that we're speaking on is like an emotional intelligence and like yes. where is everybody at, right? Because sometimes we know, like. I'm, I'm a person you can like, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm in here, I'm happy, I'm chilling, y'all see me. And then you might catch me one day, damn, Alakai ain't even saying that. He just went walking by. I'm having a horrible day. Like, please don't talk to me, I'm moving by. And it's like, on those days is when I'm in those situations where I need that type of support. I need a person or a place where I can feel like I can be safe and vulnerable, but that's not something that I'm actively looking for. Like, I'll know I need it, but I'm not looking for it. And when the opportunity comes for me to have it, it's the self-sabotage. It's like mm -hmm. the person comes and I've been waiting for somebody to ask me how I'm feeling all day. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm like, are yeah. you sure you're all right? Yeah, I'm good. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not good. I'm not good. Not I know I'm not good. Yeah. They know I'm not good. Right. But I'm not, nah, I'm all right. So you acknowledge, like, so you acknowledge, my point to cut you off. So you acknowledge that you have that type of like, you know, issue with yourself and like mm -hmm. a sense of like self-sabotage. Yeah. So, so for me, it was that, it was like a, a bit of like, I had to hold myself accountable. I had to really work mm -hmm. with it. It took me 
a long time to get over that. Like, I'm still kind of working on it. It takes a minute. I'm proud of the progress you've made, Black. Thank you, brother. That's a great, that's a great thing you it did. It's, it's, it's going to be holding us back, that it emotional really intelligence. It's crazy, because we're not taught that from youth. No, no, no. Mm. We're taught logic is the way. There's no way we could process these. And why are you crying? You're a man, you know? Hey, that's, we're, we're, we're going to get to that so point. You know why I'm crying. Yeah, you just yeah, get yeah, my eyes. Come on, now. Damn it. But talk about For real, like, what it took for me was, like, I used to find that in those instances, where I'm pushing away the help that I know that I need. Mm-hmm. Five, 10, 20, 30 minutes later, I'm still feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time passes or whatever, I'm still feeling like shit. Um, oh, my fault. Yeah, I've been letting it fly, right? All right, my fault. Um, but what I found was that, like, I was like, no, bro, pushing it away is not getting you where you need to be. I'm like, because you know at the end of the day, what you need to do is talk about it. But I didn't feel like I could be all the way vulnerable because, like, Talking about my feelings is not something I have a lot of experience in. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? So then when I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to open the door on it, floodgates is open. Now it's just when I'm like, hold up, am I supposed to do this every time? Right. And then it, for me, it just became like, all right, bro, if you're in, there's a balance to it. And mm-hmm. if you are holding yourself accountable, having those conversations when you know you need it, even when you don't want to, it's like finishing off that them last sets of push-ups. Like nobody wants to do it, but brother, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's the only thing because I was at the point where nothing else was making me feel better. That's so where I'm the like, intelligence part comes this. in. But it takes a really long time right. to get there, and it takes support, and it takes because I was. That's another thing. I'm getting support from my partner throughout the process, and what I found was like, for the first part, I'm teaching her that like, when I'm like this, don't talk to me. So then Ooh. when I'm getting upset Ooh. and then she's not talking to me, I'm like, more why is she not talking to me? Like, yeah. hold on, hold on. And then I'm like, hold up, bro. You kind of yeah. told mm-hmm. her to do that. So I'm like, all right, take a couple steps back. Let's think about it. And then I started doing it the other way. Is being vulnerable easy? No, but it has made progress. And I think that at points, it's like it's changed the trajectory of where things are going. But I think the first step for you was that self-reflection and being self-aware that you are self-sabotaging. Yes, but I would hope that people don't have to get to the point where I got to where I realized it. Because I was at a point where I'm like... But there is just so much. But there's just too many people that are like that. So I was going to say, that's the men that your other question refers to. <laughs> yeah, about the why is men not shit. That's because some men haven't learned to regulate their emotions mm-hmm. or express their emotions. So yeah. how do they act out in the way that a child acts out? Mm-hmm. You know, they start making people, they say hurtful things to people that they mm-hmm. don't mean. They start pushing away the people that are close to them. Like, you know, when a baby's crying and you get close to it, what do they do? They push you away, right? That's because essentially, like, let them act out, you know? But... As a baby, you're taught, you know, well, I hope we try to teach our babies how to regulate that emotion. All right, you're hurt right now, take that second to breathe. Black men, it's none of that. It's quick to, you a man, what you crying for? Like, you know, as a man, there's no room for this type of emotion regulation because you got to wake up the next morning and get the job done as a man. And that puts a, a hammer in the back of all of us, you know? That's something that until we get to a level of being able to absolutely express our emotions, is going to be a, a habit where black men are continuously going to hurt black women and black women are continuously going to hurt black men also. And that's because we haven't got to a point and we don't know how to navigate it because it hasn't been done before. For generations, if it wasn't slavery, you had people literally having families messed up. The whole family dynamic has been messed up for many other factors other than what the black man is being you know, disposed of right now. But it's like we all trying to learn this all at the same time. So we don't have that 
you ain't shit. Because I know there's a there's a girl from years ago that be like, yo, David is, I know this man is talking on this podcast, talking like this. Right like, there's, there's no way he's trying to talk like this because he put me through hell. But And I've apologized for that because that's just a young man that was hurting. I didn't know how to express these emotions. I didn't know how to regulate how I move or how I act. I didn't know. And now, like, I'm, as a huge, like, person who loves black women, it hurts me the fact that I was ever there. But... You can't show somebody the world if all they've seen is the house. You know wow. what I mean? Like, you, it's, nah, don't get me. Don't get me. Don't get me. Don't get me. Not too much. 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 Where's my drink at? That's a fact. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. This is me on 10. Don't forget. Well, damn. Oh. Nah, but, but, like, to even like even from the perspective I right, so from my perspective I'm a person so like even going back to like the community thing it's like so I feel like me as like a you know in the educational field I I'm a part of so many kids children's communities mm. one second are we all educational brothers I think yo honestly they need uh-huh. us so, so important, important, important. So it's just a matter of like, like just being. So for me, being in so many people's communities. So I'm a person where it's like I can be going through something and you won't know. So it's like I'm opposite. Like something bothering me gets put to the side, and Shelves and mm-hmm. my and my expression. Me for the people that do know me, I'm always laughing. I'm, I always got a joke. I'm always clowning. Like I'm a big kid, but it's like I've been through some moments, some of my toughest days and put on some of like the and you know showed out put and been there for put a smile on people's face like you know like for like the christmas break you know to brag a little about it like um our students they wrote like gratitude letters and i have a folder this big of gratitude letters and it's just like it's just like yo y'all don't even understand it's like all i do is really like make y'all laugh and, you know i teach y'all in the same but i make y'all laugh i make y'all enjoy being around me right mm. School is about networking, but why is it only networking when you're in college, mm-hmm. not when you're, you know, five? Not networking, you're not gonna get no job from me, but you're building a connection with a teacher mm-hmm. that is like, yo, when I get up, uh, when I get older, I'ma follow them on Instagram. I have like a gym teacher that is like, he was really just my gym teacher. And to this day, I still keep in contact with him, still talk to him about just life, because we used to just chop it up, play one-on-one, and through those one-on-ones like basketball, we used to just talk. And it was just that that was the safe space. Mm-hmm. A basketball court for me is a safe space. So I got somebody that cared in my safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just like, he's a part of my community forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want to know what's crazy? It's a guy, like, it wasn't even another, it wasn't even another black man. Because this is why I'm also very adamant about, like, working with kids, staying in, in that field. Because imagine, like, I mean, his help and his, like, care really helped me. But imagine it was from another black man mm-hmm. playing one on one with me in my safe space, asking me, Am I good? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like, a yo, sometimes it, it just needs those like those points that have to all hit sometimes for you to be like, right. Nah, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Nah, I could be vulnerable. So it was like it's not always in the, like it's not always in a sense of like, oh, we don't want to open up or don't want to be vulnerable. It's like you're the right person, wrong area wrong area i mean right area wrong person mm. so it's like you're gonna give me to open up when i find that person not everybody is gonna be your person no matter even the person that's standing in front of you at the moment would not be that person 
some people like from your past might be that person and you didn't know that or they didn't know that. Sometimes you just gotta reach a point with in your relationship with that with any person. Mm -hmm. It's like now it's, I'm at a point where like takes I can time. be vulnerable with you. It yeah. really just takes time. I just don't think people have patience to wait That's for that time point. for you to so get then, to that mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In in the waiting for your person, because I always have mm -hmm. questions like, do you really need to real? Do you really need another person for you to self-regulate or to, to regulate your feelings or to express your feelings? Like for me, I use a journal. So mm -hmm. like in the in the point of waiting, do we need? I don't know. I don't think there is a need for another person sometimes. I, I think it has to be a healthy mix of all of it. Yeah, like, I would um, say I think it's important to have people around you that you know can support you outside of a journal because, of course, your journal is great and your journal is beautiful, but your journal is only you. It cannot talk to you. It cannot agree with you. It can't give you right. support in a sense agree of or I'm here. Or disagree with you, right? right? Like, I'm here for you. I can help you do this. But my question was going to be, um, <laughs> my question was going to be, what are you doing to actively seek out and find people that can help you if you don't have those people in your life? So in our previous episode, we spoke about setting our goals and like making sure that we do our part to get to where we need to be. And of course, it's, it'll always be great if the cards align and everything falls beautifully, but if you have now acknowledged that you're in a space where you don't have people that you feel open and comfortable with, what are you doing to fix that? Mm. Are you going to find a new space? Are you going to therapy to find, like, like how are you doing what you need to do to get where you need to be for yourself? Because at the end of the day, it's about you and making sure that you are where you need to be. Mm. Has to be, the, um, there's levels to this, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you, it has to be, I know what this is, all right, now how can I combat it? You know what I mean? It took me a second to get from the, okay, I'm mad. What am I mad about? All right, now let me go write in my journal. Let me go talk to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. So it literally depends on which step of, of what stage of this healing process, of this mm -hmm. unlearning process, did you walk in on this black man? And that's important for you to also decipher before you start talking with a partner, evaluate where they are emotionally. Because if you are at a person who knows you're not taking no crap, you as a grown woman, there's no reason why I asked you, are you okay? And you said no, and then got mad because I didn't come back and ask you a second time. You have to have, you have, to have a partner that you know is communicative, that can talk back to you and say, okay, Danae, I hear you. Thank you for checking in on me, baby. But right now, I'm stressed. Don't talk to me right now. That's that's cool. We can walk away with that, right? Because again, you don't want the partner that's giving you a cold shoulder. Who wants a partner like that? No one. Then it's not a safe space for anyone. Because then you're not comfortable enough to come talk to him when you're mad. You know what I mean? It just depends on which level you meet this man at. I guess my. Oh, sorry. You want to talk? Go ahead. I'll jump in. You said a keyword, um, unlearned, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of it is unlearned. And we have these traditions. We have these this ideology, right, that's been passed down and taught for, remember, we're getting this from people who have just been, their objective has just been to survive. Yes, sir. They have not there been living, that's right? They're surviving wow. and they're teaching their survival tactics to me. So when my father's telling me all these things about how never let nobody see you sad, never let nobody know that what they said bothered you, keep a straight face, keep a good face. When you're walking around, puff your chest up, look regular so nobody messes with you, right? All those yeah. things that I'm hearing since I'm a kid, when I'm now 22, 23 years old, walking around and something's bothering me, my People see me on the time on the street, it's crazy. They look at me and be like, are you mad? And I'm like, nah, bro, it's just my walking face. Like, it's like, I got it. I'm trying to, like, I'm, and this is just how I've learned to protect myself walking around. So then when I try to get vulnerable, especially with the people who I love, like I'm sitting in the room, I could be in the room with my friends. He's been the bro since elementary school, middle school. And I'm finding that, damn, bro, why? 
I see other people who are vulnerable to a certain level with their friends. How come we not there at that point in my relationship? And then it's become a realization that that's because I'm not putting forward the work. If I'm not showing them that I want to be vulnerable in this space, how can I expect that from them? But then once that curtain was peeled back, I learned like it made us so much closer just being able to be vulnerable with one another. But it's like you have to, everybody has to arrive at that point together in order for that to even be a possibility. And sometimes it's really hard to just even some people see you and they be like, oh, he's wilding over there. He don't got it together. Listen, I don't got time for that. And it's like, OK, I can respect that. If that's not which if it's not in the cause for you, it's not in the cause for you. But then also, if you want to, there's people that's like, I want to help you. It's like, are you sure you're ready to take on this challenge? Mm-hmm. It's like, because if you are, there's, they're going to need your support once you sign up for it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a lot of work. So make sure you know what you're signing up for. Right. And it's like that type of thing. I feel like that's where like a lot of the reflection could come into it beforehand where it's like and when you were speaking about journaling and things like that i feel like that has to be come regular you know what i'm saying like self-reflection has to be regular when you're speaking with because also what you're writing in your journal is coming from just this point of view mm-hmm. somebody else might be looking at it be like i see what you did there but did you think about it like this yeah, and next yeah. thing it shifts your whole perspective so that's why right. i'm like you got to do both you got to write for yourself and think and also find people who you can share those thoughts with, right? Because I ain't let nobody read my journal. Exactly. But if we're gonna have a conversation about it, then maybe I'll tell you what I wrote on page four. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like that. Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, that's and strongly why I feel that I think the answer to this is therapy. Just, I know it's hard because not a lot of people can afford this, that mental health thing is so, so benign. And thank God for my insurance. But it's not on everybody's oh, insurance. And it's sad because that's something that should be acceptable. We do have resources for free therapy though if y'all need that, especially mm-hmm. for black men. But um, yeah, because essentially also a therapist can help you with that. They went to school for that type of stuff. Yeah. Like you, and you'll slowly, I strongly recommend that black men get black male therapists and black women get black women therapists. Not for no separatist reasons, but mm-hmm. it's important that we see our reflections and who we're talking to. Right. So I feel like, you know, Therapy is the answer to this because we don't want to put that strain on our relationships. Your strain, your relationship should be a, a safe space at all costs. You know what I mean? Like I could, I can talk to my emotions about you. I can do this stuff with you, but I also have this therapist who's not going to be biased. You want what's best for me. My bias, my therapist will tell me from all points of views. All right, yeah, that'd be best for you, but how is this affecting you know your family, the people that you do care about? What are you right. doing? All right, here's some active steps. All right, David, read some bell hooks. All right, do this. You know what I mean? Because then you're learning and you're taking better you know actions to better yourself. But the sad part about it, because I blame the white man for everything, but <laughs> they have not made therapy. It should be like it should be like health insurance. It should be for mm-hmm. everyone. Like everybody should have. I strongly recommend, especially if you have a Caribbean family. Therapy, especially if you're a first generation, therapy because this is it's it's hard to navigate this mofo. Oh, it's so hard between the conservative ideas that our parents have, and that's not just in politics. That's in emotions. That's how you carry yourself, whether it's how you dress, whether how you choose to express yourself as a man or as what they consider a black woman or how a woman should act. You know, these are things that we have to unlearn and you know teach it to the next generation. But it's very stressful because we have to put that pressure on ourselves. You know. We have to watch a 46-year-old or an 80-year-old or however old your parents may be because essentially they don't know how to navigate this new world either. Like this world is seriously ours for the taking, Mm -hmm. which it is, but we have to learn how to navigate it, whether Mm -hmm. it's knowing what to censor on your social media, saying that algorithm is wrong, let's get rid of that. You know what I mean? What happened to the days when I just saw 
who posted at five o'clock at mm-hmm. six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. There's more right. people, more ads, and people I don't follow on my TL. Like, who knew that? And then what that does is that spills onto the mental health because who are the people that you're seeing? Now you're seeing Justin the boy tell you that your boyfriend ain't shit when they're doing this, that you got niggas be broke, okay, telling you that your girl, your girl's boy best friend is doing the nasty. And it's like, now you got trust issues. You don't realize it because it's so quick. Super heavy for black women. It's worse for black women. Don't forget that. That's but for thing. black men, it's tough because now we have to we have to navigate this, and we got to make sure we stand by our black women when we do so. Mm-hmm. The last generation, I've seen it firsthand where they kind of put black women on the back burner mm-hmm. for making sure well, that black men got that. to where they were supposed exactly. to. And yes, it gave us steps, but it held us back in a huger aspect because black women, if not, are more or way more deserving of the stuff that we get and mm-hmm. deserve way more than that, in my opinion. You know. Please don't show this to my grandma. I think let's oh, show Your grandma's getting a direct file. Let's not Jeez. negate the process of unlearning and how hard it is because of <laughs> how difficult it is to forget a crucial part of like how you've grown or how you were raised or like things you were taught. Unlearning those things and then going into the unknown and trying to figure out where you stand on certain things is mm-hmm. a terrifying process. Mm-hmm. So like how do you navigate the place between your comfort zone and what you know and then going into the newer stuff that you're trying to learn and trying to unlearn and like figuring that part out like what has that unlearning process been um i think that unlearning process has been a lot of a lot of mistakes i think it takes a lot it took a lot of mistakes for me to understand where i want to be in like certain aspects of being more vulnerable being more open you know being more receptive to love mm. it's like mm. i was not i don't think i was in a household i don't think i was in a household where love wasn't a common thing but i built this type of independence with myself and independence in just like my upbringing whereas like being able to be loved by somebody is like so it's so foreign. like foreign to me and it's like to a point where it's like i've got so comfortable in my ways mm-hmm. where it's in a way of okay, you trying to give me love, but now I have to break down, is it genuine? Mm. How consistent you gonna be? How consistent am I gonna be? You know, it's like, cause accepting love is a job in itself. Yes, it is. It's not, it's not in a sense of like, oh, somebody just gonna love on you and you just gonna, mm. like, just shower and like, you. Like, no. You gotta learn how to take it because people can be loving, loving you in the ways that you need mm-hmm. and don't even know. Because we, we go after a lot of things we want, but don't prioritize our needs. So you prioritize the type of love you want, mm. but you mm. don't prioritize the love you need. Ooh. So it's like when when is it like when you say unlearning things, I have to unlearn some of the ways I was taught even now. Definitely. Because it's like I've been put in a situation where I've been put in a situation where 
me me really understanding what I need made me a, you know more selfish person, and I think it's like been a blessing in disguise. Telling people no, telling mm. people I can't. Does that mean like, yeah. Honestly, because put it like like so like. I've been a person. No, no, I've been a person. That for the audience in the back. What is it again? What'd you say? It was like I had to put myself in a situation where I had to be comfortable being selfish and telling people, telling people no, mm. telling people I can't. I don't got it. You know, I can't be there. I know because like, but you know, it's like it's in a sense of like I've always been that person. I've always been the opposite. I've always been somebody else's therapist. Like I've had people, I've had people I've met day, day two, I mean day one, and by day two, I know they lie to me. Because, but it's like, that's the type of aura I bring, type of person I am. And I'm not trying to tell myself not to be that. He does be that. But it's just in a matter of like, my dad's not in my life. It's just like, yo, when am I going to stop being that person for everyone? Stop being that therapist for everyone. I was like, yo, I'm getting paid to do it at a job. This shit ain't free. Mm-hmm. I can't do it no more. Like, mm-hmm. like my knowledge, my wisdom, whoever believes like in what I'm saying and like what I'm really preaching, it doesn't it doesn't come without a cost, mm-hmm. money and personally. Yeah. So it you drains, know, it drains you at some point. Too. It does. You're carrying it does. you're carrying a lot of baggage, especially because I feel like you're an empath where you feel like other you like put yourself in people's mm-hmm. shoes and try to understand it. That's emotional, like mentally exhausting to carry, yeah. and you like. Knowing you, you do do that a lot. So it's like, do. A, like and that's that, <laughs> see. <laughs> Sorry, Grace. Sorry. Um. So it's like a difficult process. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. the rest of the groups? Right. Even go? the girls too. I really, I'm gonna say in the same breath of saying that you have to unlearn certain things, you also have to be actively learning mm-hmm. good things. Because mm-hmm. I feel like even when we're unlearning our what we've been taught by our parents, mm-hmm. we also like you said learn like being drilled into our head the toxic things of instagram so this is what's being pushed on us you have to be actively searching the good things to learn from and mm-hmm. in your unlearning if you want to go next um how are you actively looking for good representations of what you want to be i um i what's it called you brought a very valid point and this is what me and my therapist worked on in my personal like unlearning journey two two case two points okay the first one was just that there's some shit that you deadass have to do, and there's shit that you deadass do not have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, as a black man, there's a lot of, like, pressure placed on us to do certain things. Like, and not just from, like, the outside community, like, our own community. Like, black man, you shouldn't have to do this. Black man, you're not doing this. A black man doesn't do da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't got to do none of that shit. I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. that you force me to do, any of your beliefs, anything that you feel like you want me to do. That's not my character, you know what I mean? And then the second thing is boundaries are so damn important. Like, you know, I think from where I was raised, seeing how I was raised, boundaries wasn't existent. I was a, I was raised by a single mother, so there was a lot of enmeshment, a lot of... Shout out, Andrea. Uh, yeah, shout out to... Too. A lot of, um, oh, I said her name. Mm, shout out to Mama Deuce. Um, what's it called? A lot of, it was a lot of, how do I say it? Like, my mom was talking to me like I was her friend more times than I was her son. And I think that came in, that's a trauma that I had to learn. Because when I first felt like this in high school, it was an anger of like, uh, like, you know, like, why am I, why do I have to be the one to deal with this? Like, nobody else's mother is venting to them about the stresses of life. Nobody else's mother is doing that. I have another older brother and he's not getting this stress. You know what I mean? But I kind of was able to flip it into a heavy as the head that wears the crown. But that's a trauma response that another thing that black men have to feel. Like, I have to go through this. When, what did I just say? You dead ass don't have to. And it's tough because how do you tell your mother, your single mother that's put her life on the line, her retirement, all that stuff for you to go to college to say, 
I don't want to talk about this right now. I don't feel comfortable yeah. hearing this. Mm -hmm. I don't. And that's, right. that's the stuff, that's the real like trauma that, that forces me, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's that line of like, damn, I know I have to do this though because I want my kids, I can't have her being a grandmother and doing the same to my grandkids, venting to my kids about me or about my grandmother or et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Because we've all had that. Right. I'm pretty sure y'all parents talk to y'all about each other's parents or about oh, another's uh, grandma, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, that's not my place. My job was just to be a child. My job was just to learn this navigate and have be navigated by you, not to navigate with you. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's something that it took me a second to pivot my thought process on it because it's like there was a how could you aspect of it of like, damn, mom, like this sucks because as a black man now, I'm being pushed into this atmosphere where I'm not being babied by my mother now. My mom is not cradling me and holding me. So now I have to learn how to do these things. And that caused resentment. Like, damn, like I wasn't taught this, you know? But I also had to give grace because our parents do what they can. You know what I mean? I know we don't, I know it doesn't seem like it, but they're only doing what they, what they know. They're doing the best that they can. It may not seem like it, but we have to give them that grace because just as literally 50 years ago, this world wasn't the same that they had. No phones, the cars were slow as hell. My mom said when she first started working, it was 325, like her first paycheck was how much she was getting an hour. Excuse me? That's, that's crazy. So it's like, you just gotta have a sense of grace with your parents, with yourself, and with like life and situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yes, that's the that's wow. that's that line. Just learning boundaries and grace. Grace, it's right there. Um, and talking talk. about the unlearning, though, I feel like are we drinking? Um, <laughs> we've been drinking the whole. We're talking about when you're in a situation and you feel like something is wrong or not the way you want it to be. So therefore, you go on the journey of actually seeking out things to unlearn. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like we have to just make sure that we're mindful that we may feel like something is right but you still have to be open to checking and verifying that that is the right way to go about something and then be open to unlearning those things as well. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times we, things that feel good to us, it becomes that's just how we are mm -hmm. or that's just the way it's, or it's tradition, right? But it can be tradition or it could just be your personality type, but no, it's actually not your personality type. That is a terrible trait. Mm -hmm. Somebody else has called you out on it and you now have to still be as willing and open to go through that process of unlearning. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to yeah. like make that point as well because we're talking about this didn't feel right. This made me upset. It made me angry. I was in a situation with somebody where it caused stress and turmoil. So I was like, oh, let me go check it out. But no, you can also be very good and very comfortable in your way mm -hmm. about something mm -hmm. and you still have to go through that process mm -hmm. of looking into other things. An example I have that has nothing to do with emotions is I went, I'm Christian. Mm -hmm. I think we, we say that all the time on the, the podcast, we talk about our religion. I was in sixth grade and we got a new principal and our religion class, we did not talk about Christianity at all. And I went to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. We spoke about every other religion. And the one thing he always told me is you can never know what you believe or you can never be sure that what you want or you think is right yeah, until you actively take part in looking into other things. Yep. So I just want to make sure that we're speaking about that as well mm -hmm. as everything else when we talk. Well, I, I can pivot on that one as well. I would say in addition to like um, calling, calling um, things that you think is right, calling those things out, I feel like it's also, you know, like you said, it's not always your job too mm -hmm. but amongst your black men and amongst the commu your community to call out behaviors that are not um progressive of the becoming of the black yeah community. like you can, it should be you should and 
in the same breath of you being comfortable to express your feelings, you should be also comfortable to call out call your, out your friend. Yeah, call mm-hmm. out the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, you know what? Well, this Easy. Nigga, you wild. But you know, like even even to that, like going back to like the friends perspective, like I feel like I can't say I don't have successful relationships. And I say I say it in a sense of if with my friends. And when I use that friend word, it's like as I get older, that friend word becomes very scarce. Because one, they become family, and two is like not everybody can be your friend. But it's in a matter of um, don't touch me. <laughs> but it's in a matter. Of, but it's in a matter of like with my friends. It's I've heard it from a perspective of like you know um, one of my my women friends that was telling me like oh boys don't be talking about shit. I said yo come and sit and be in our like environment while we talk, mm-hmm. and they got a perspective of how we were, how we speak to each other, how we just like navigate through so many different topics. Girls in basketball is not the top topics. Basketball is probably number two. Life is number one. Girls is number three. But girls is number three is not a matter of like, oh, he's telling me how bad how bad she is. No, it's in a matter of like, yo, what I told, I'm gonna be honest, like what I told my friend, he's here, and what I told him, I said, yo, do not uh, do not mess with this girl. But I meant it in a sense of don't mess up this girl. Don't bother this girl if you're not ready. Don't commit to something if you're not ready. Don't mm. do anything to hurt this girl. Mm. And it's a matter of like, I'm thinking like, I'm supposed to be supporting him, and I am. But that support that I'm giving him also needs to be like shown to, to the girl. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm loyal to him. He's my, like, that's my, that's my guy. But, but you get, to, that's what I'm saying. You get to a situation that God forbid he's, he does something wrong to her. How am I supposed to defend you as my friend? Right. Because I don't agree. So yeah, like so it's just a matter of like we hold each other to a very high standard. So it's not a matter of like, oh, we have to, you know, tend to each each of our like emotions. It's just a matter of like, yo, I set this standard because like yo, these are the people I want around me. Mm-hmm. If you could continue to be this type of person that I want around me, you will always have me by your side. Facts. Mm-hmm. And it's never shifted. That's why my friends are my friends. I'll drink that's like those are my people. Like because friendship like with me is like, I take very serious. Like that's like something and I'm and I preach it to like to women also. I say women need each other. Yeah, I need those friendships. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing about people getting cut off. Mm-hmm. People praise people praise the um people praise people praise that they take out trash instead of like bringing in like, you know, blessings into their into their space. Like I've never heard people really talk about like, yo, I brought these amount of people with me and we're doing this. It's always, oh, I cut her off, I cut him off because I'm better in myself. Uh, it says, it says like, more about the person yeah. themselves than the other people. Yo, like, I, I say you're a common denominator. Exa- I tell you straight up, you're a common denominator. That's the thing. And like, it's, it's so upsetting that like, it's so much harder for women to come together yes. as like in healthy friendships and like, talk about things be vulnerable even be vulnerable with each other it is so difficult to do that why because we're so judgmental to yeah. each other that's the thing no, I the same care. things the same but see like i like not i mean thank god for my friendships mm-hmm. we're not like that but like i sometimes envy men because they can be those type of like shoulders to lean on with each other very easily but much easier and yeah. y'all don't give y'all don't care y'all are like go ahead but yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to cut in. Right? Go ahead. 
that's not always typically the case, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that there is a degree of like good that comes from being very specific about the people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And like for a lot of people, or a lot of like relationships that I'll see between a lot of men, right? Not my friend group in particular, but like I'll see people that are like cool because they don't ever get to the meat and the potatoes. They just right. chill on the surface. <laughs> when we start to get into talking about, we start to get to talking about the women. We start to get, and you start to find out, yo, bro, those are your beliefs. I didn't know that. We've been chilling for eight months. God, I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. You know what? It is kind of funny every time you talk about women. You don't call them women. You just use the B word. You know what? That's kind of weird. Yeah. When you don't get to that level, it's easy to just form surface level relationships right. with people when we can just talk about things that don't get into the specifics. But once you do, is when then that accountability starts to come to play. So when you had asked about like what my process was of trying to unlearn and relearn, it's been for me redefining masculinity and not letting somebody else tell me what the definition for that is, mm. but a process for me to figure it out on my own. Because mm. what I'm seeing and what I've learned, I'm looking and I'm like, I'm seeing things that family members and generations is happening. And I'm like, if I keep doing that, there ain't no way that's gonna turn out the way I need it to. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go with that. Right. And what I'm hearing over here, I don't really trust that source. And I, I was actually thinking about this earlier. I was the type of person in like, in the math and the English class, not before like 11th, 12th grade when I stopped really caring, but like, I never really <laughs> used to, I never really used to cheat. My whole thing was like, if I don't know the answer to this question and I'm paying attention, struggling, I might expect homie next to me to know the answer to the same right. question I'm struggling on. If I'm gonna get it wrong, I want to try to get it right and get it wrong as opposed to I'm going to take your answer and now we both wrong. Exactly. Like, that's always been my approach to exactly. it. So like for me, it's been redefining masculinity. And in there, it's a process of trying to figure out what type of man is it that I look up to and that I want to be. And in there, it's been helping me just with that attitude. It kind of is. It becomes like, you know, like your friends, your people around you, they pick up to it. And either, mm -hmm. either they with it, they trying to learn and grow, or they going to tell you straight out, I ain't with that. That's and if quick. you ain't with that, the door's over there, bro. Thanks, B. Man, tell me I'm wrong, because I'm going to tell you. And it's just like, I am I care too much about you exactly. to let you go down a lane where I think you're wrong. I ain't going to leave you prove to me I'm Prove to me that you're that you're right. But if I think you're wrong, I'm going to I'm gonna say it to you. But it's also a matter of the tone. Mm -hmm. But it's like we, like, like I said, we don't have to really tend to like our friends' emotions as much as you know it might be for, like for women. But it's in a sense of some tones are needed. Yeah. Like some settings are needed mm -hmm. to talk to, like to mm -hmm. have those type of talks. So it's really just about that, like learning those cues. I feel like when it is like being that person for a, a, a woman, it's a little harder because like one, I have to make you feel comfortable enough to know that I'm not judging you. Like, I say it all the time, like, yo, I'm not judging you. And this is a safe space. You will not get a judgment from me because I don't try to act perfect and I don't want you to try to act perfect. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of, like, when it comes to, like, my friends, they got, like, they know. Like, no matter, like, no matter the setting. Like, I mean, but we build that rapport no matter the setting, no matter, like, how I may even say it, it's all coming as care. Mm -hmm. It all love. comes from love, With from the love. heart. Right. Like, I'm, I will never steer you wrong. Put it like that, so you can always take my advice if you need it. Okay. Yeah. So now that the, like we're dwindling down, and we've gone through like how you express yourself, what's your ideal safe space? What is like your everyone's lasting words to anybody watching? Hmm. Like specifically a, a person. Like, what is your gem? What is your gem? Just drop your your last. My gem. Oof. Do I have to go first? No, you don't have to go first. You also don't have to go at all. Yeah, you don't have to go at all. Y'all said a lot of gems. There was, yeah. There was a lot of gems. I mean, I think my gem would be like, for the men that build all these muscles and like get as strong as they can, we still need gentle care. 
for everything for our bodies for our mind our mindsets we gotta have a gentle you know a gentle like approach vibe gentle mm-hmm. approach like it don't matter how tough that person is you'll get further when you actually like genuinely are gentle with somebody so that leads into the segue into one of my gems mm-hmm. grace give niggas grace mm-hmm. give you you don't know what people is going through exactly. give yourself grace because you've come this far black man or black woman whoever is out there listening right mm-hmm. now like give yourself grace give those around you grace there's nothing worth getting riled up about yes things might get you tight but people are here today and gone tomorrow like Facts. it's not it's so scary like i didn't want to say nothing earlier about the death of the earlier you know people that passed away but for me it's a point where it's like we don't have to get used to death because whether it's a black man or someone, it'd be around the corner and it's scary. It's so mm-hmm. scary. Like, we use, you should use it as a way of saying, like, say you love people. Let them know while they're here mm-hmm. that, you know, this is what it is. I've learned to give my grandparents grace because she's not going to be here as long as I want them to be. That's if you right. still have your grandparents, your mother, call them. They may be annoying. Listen to that voice because it's going to be gone. Friends, like friends. It's scary how many friends I've lost since college from car accidents, from randomness. And it's scary. You never know when it's the last. Sorry. Love on the people around you. Give each other grace. And there's shit that you deadass have to do. And there's shit that you deadass do not have to do. Remember that. I'm done. Man, how do I follow up after that? I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, You know what I got? I got this one for you. All right. Pull it. The brain is like a sponge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you're soaking up. Right. Ooh. Keep it stacked. I'm going to go from the music vantage point, right? Ooh. The amount of times I heard a song where I heard a line and I'm like, that's the one. I can fuck with you because you're speaking to me, right? Right. What I feed myself, what I'm listening to, really does actively impact my mood. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a really terrible mood, maybe you should switch up the vibrations that's coming from what it is that you're feeding your mind because it really does make an impact. So like, if you find yourself to be and a rut and the things that you're doing right now ain't working, switch it up. Be careful mm-hmm. what you feed yourself. Change your diet a little bit and see how that makes you feel. And keep trying to figure it out until you can get right. You know what I'm saying? Give me old school playlist. I think, I just want to say one thing. Across all of the things you guys have said is work and effort. Keep, you have to keep working towards things. You have to keep putting effort towards things. I think as a generation, we just get so lazy to do things and to be better people. And that's why we are where we are. You have to, literally everything you guys keep saying, keep learning, keep, that's work. That's effort. That's mm-hmm getting up in the morning and saying, I want to do this, I need to do this. So it's mentally like getting to your, getting to a point of motivation and then get, it's exhausting, but it still takes work to do that. And people just need to remember that it's not easy. Good things don't come easy or else we'd all be fine and dandy and be going wherever. So work, effort. And you don't gotta work every day. We cannot forget that. Yeah. It's okay Obviously. to it's okay that to just mental health days. Take a day out. Take a day out. Take a day out. Take a day out. Take a day Go on vacation no matter the season. Call out that day, man. Call out. I do it. Call out any job. Kid you not. Now we to replace them. <laughs> replace them? Thanks. Don't let the job replace them. Okay, okay, so we're gonna end now. Thank you guys for coming on the episode with us. Yes. I love the Our followers, of course. I sing and dance. Our quote for this episode is Black men, you are the thread that weaves through the fabric of our existence. As the head, it is your guidance, love, strength, and sacrifice from which we thrive. And it's written by somebody named Nikki. 
So good job, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming on the show yes. Thank you for having and being me. vulnerable yeah. and you know dropping your gems. We love it. Please have me back for the reunion episode. <laughs> yeah, I want to the live tweets. Okay. Here we are. I'll come and agree next time too. If you didn't already, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Leave us a comment down below if you found some gems interesting. And we'll see y'all in the next one. And don't forget to share it in the black man. Thanks. Hey, yeah. Y'all yeah. need to hit the like. I'm seeing the views, and y'all not hitting the like. We're not having that, all right? And we'll wait. Do it right now. We'll wait. Yeah, I like it. Wait. You hit it, right? Right? <laughs> hey, yo. What? Yo. Yo. Excuse me? I'm sorry, we're fighting the patriarchy. <laughs>